What's going on, people? It's Yaboy Kalechi back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope you guys are still avoiding people because we're still in this coronavirus pandemic and cases are exploding and exploding. But we'll talk about that with some good news. We actually got some good news uh, from the coronavirus pandemic with some vaccine news and from Pfizer and just good news on that front. But we start off this episode with the question of the week. It's been a minute since I did one of these things, but still question of the week this week is what does the acronym ACA stand for what does the acronym ACA stand for I think a lot of us should know this answer immediately because we are hearing a lot of stuff about this acronym so you should know this but if you don't it's okay we'll talk about it in a little bit but first before we get into anything in this podcast we got to start off with this we know that we have a new president in town, as we like to call him the new president-elect, Joe Biden. Or if you're Nigeria, Oluwa Joseph, Bidemi. <laughs> just kidding. Nigeria, why we always got to do that? Like, we take people's stuff and we just switch it around. We do all kinds of stuff in it. But we finally have the results of the election after cable news held us hostage over the week using the words, coming up. A whole lot more than any of us ever thought we would hear the word coming up ever in our lives. Just keeping everybody hostage waiting for whether it was Georgia or Nevada or Pennsylvania or Michigan or Arizona to just finally tally up all their votes so we can know who the president was. But now we do. We know who the president is. And of course, we have our current president, President Trump, complaining and saying all kinds of nonsense, but you know, he's just, you know what they say, the empty barrels make the loudest noises, so he's making all the noise that he can possibly make right now, which in all sense of purpose, to me, it feels like the way he is complaining about this election thing, it's not just like he's running away from like, oh, I lost the election, it feels like he's fighting something else, I don't know, now this is conspiracy Kalechi that's talking right now. This is conspiracy theory Kalechi that's talking right now. But like it feels like he's trying to run away from something. Cause after we saw his tax report, I mean, man, we saw on there dude owns owes a lot of money to a lot of people. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. And then on top of that, he also has been get gotten bankrolled a lot by the Russian pageant, which conspiracy theory. Maybe that's what he's trying to avoid because he holds a lot of people a lot of favors that he may have not been able to come through on. So I don't know. Maybe that's why he needs, needs, needs the second term, but he keeps on fighting it. We all know it's not going to come to pass because, yo, you're not going to find any kind of votes all of a sudden or any kind of fraud, anything all of a sudden. It's not like this election was decided by like two three four hundred votes or anything like that this election was decided by four million votes and speaking of the amount of votes man we had a historic repeat historic election turnout we haven't had this amount of people that turned out for this election in history with over 150 million people and still counting that actually voted in this election it was unbelievable the election turnout that we had 
this year. If you use percentage-wise, because, you know, we're a lot more of a populous nation than we were ever in history anyway. If we use percentages for that, we had a 70% eligible voter turnout in this election. We haven't had any number close to this since the 1800s. Why is it important that we go back to the 1800s? Because in the 1800s, only white men were allowed to vote. And so it's just... It's just mind-blowing the amount of people that came out during this election to vote. It's just amazing, like, the amount of voter turnout. And I hope that this continues into the future. Because a lot of times, we have these huge voter turnouts. And then, two years later, for the actual important elections as well, for the legislators and board of directors and all these other things that are important for all the different agencies that control things in our lives when it comes to rules and all those regulations... We don't turn out to vote because guess what? We just don't care that much because it doesn't have all the money connected to it just like a presidential election and not cable news is not going to be carrying it and mainstream media is not going to be talking about your local elections that's actually going to affect your life. But I really hope, I really hope that after this election that people continue to vote. The one good thing that I will say about this election is I was home this weekend or last weekend and... I have these two little girls that are like, kind of like my little sisters. Their family is super close to my family. And I would say they're little anymore because one of them is in college and the other one's in high school. But I still see them as little because when I first met them, they were like super young and now they're grown and now I'm scared because I might need to go get a shotgun because all these boys are coming around. And anyway, that's beside the point. The point is they came over to the house and we were talking and you, you see how much this whole political atmosphere and the atmosphere that we have in our current day and age has affected them and how much they care about these things. And it's just showing that it has impacted them. And moving forward, I hope it's going to continue. I hope that life and and all these other things doesn't distract them from doing their civic duty as citizens and doing what they know they should do with voting and caring about what's happening in their in their communities and caring about how governments and businesses are spending their money are they focused on the things that's actually going to help towards the future move us towards the future those kind of things it was it was very interesting listening to them talk about their political views and those kind of things which is it's pretty cool to have those conversations in a safe space where everybody can just talk about these things and i think that's one of the issues that we have is it's seen as a taboo topic you know religion faith money the three things that we will talk about on this podcast is seen as a taboo topic not to be talked about but i think we should talk about those things we should talk about your religion why do you believe what you believe why you don't believe what you believe it doesn't mean that i'm trying to force you to believe what i believe but at the same time it's interesting to learn it makes us learn and have empathy for one another how do you spend your money what do you spend your money on why do you choose to spend your money on those things why do you vote for this candidate why do you choose to vote for that candidate even if i may disagree with you i think it's important for us to be able to have these conversations if we ever want to get to the point where everybody actually is talking about these things and we're able to see things from both sides we gotta have to have the conversation and we cannot demonize the other side we got to stop using the word they them and us us this is one thing i loved i loved from joe biden's uh 
speech that he gave. One of the biggest things he said was, it's not they, them, it's not us versus you, it's us. We are all Americans. We're all together in this. Whatever happens affects all of us. And that was one thing that I really loved. It was so good to hear a president talk about a situation and not try to instigate a fight during the situation that he's talking about. And we need more of that in our daily conversations, in our daily community, in everything that we, in every area of our lives, we need to stop trying to make enemies out of other people that don't see things this this way that we see them. Or we need to stop making enemies out of people that are outside of our circles, outside of our bubbles, and those kind of things. If we're going to progress, if we're going to get to where we know we ought to be, that is the only way that we can get there. Whew, I just went on a whole diatribe i don't know where that came from but regardless to get back on topic speaking of a divided government and a division that we've been seeing in our country we're gonna see division in our government once again possibly except if the georgia election goes the way that a lot of people wanted to go which is for democrats to get both seats but we'll see how that plays off in january when we have the runoff election which again go vote if you're a georgia citizen go vote Go put your vote out there. Go ahead and register for your early ballot if you don't want to go to the polls and get that ballot in and vote, man. Go ahead and vote. Get that thing done. Get it done. Get 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 your voice heard because this is the way that you as a citizen can get your voice heard. But anyway, speaking of divided, divided governments, me as a business person, whenever I look at the government, I look at the stock market. How is the stock market going to react to this stuff? How is it going to affect businesses? How is that going to play out? And apparently the stock market really, really loves the idea of a divided government. So much so that last week when the whole election was going off, the stock market was on a rally. It was like rallying, 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 doing really, really well because the idea of a divided government means that things won't change that much. It means that investors can basically stick to what's happening right now and ensure that things will continue the same way. Plus, we already know that the economy is being held up by the Fed or the stock market economy is being held up by the Fed with all the quantitative easing they've been doing. And of course, Congress, when they were able to flesh out the CARES Act and actually do something to help the economy. However, one thing that I should caution everybody who's an investor out there on, on this whole idea of a disjointed government being always good for the stock market and always a positive thing for the stock market. The last time that we had a disjointed government was in 2001. And you know what happened in 2001 when Bush was in office? The stock market was down negative 20%. Now, of course, Everybody will say, oh, that's because of 9-11 and we were going into a war and all that stuff. Well, let's 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 build some similarities. We're dealing with a coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> it's still around. It hasn't gone anywhere. And so in those situations being similar for us to all be so excited. Oh, my God, disjointed government. The thing is, if you have a disjointed government, guess what happens? It's a lot harder for policies to be passed, especially fiscal policies that we still need today. Like we really need it. We're going to talk about the fact that unemployment is getting better, but it's starting to slow down to a grinding halt. And that's not a good thing. And we'll talk about that later on. But first, let's focus on the virus. The fact that the virus continues to rise. I mean, the seven day moving average for the virus now is over 100,000 cases. And combined with the fact that we're going into fall and winter season, which is the cold and flu season, not good, not good. However, 
Pfizer was like, hold up, player. Hold up, hold up, hold up, player. We got good news for you. Pfizer came out on Tuesday and was like, yo, our vaccine is 90% effective pr protecting against the virus for those who were not previously infected. They said that they will be able to make the vi vaccine ready by early 2021. But like with everything, there's always a giant butt in the way. Ain't nobody like giant butts. Well, that's not true. Who was it that saying I like big butts and I cannot lie? Uh, I don't even know who the guy is. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, you guys, you guys know the song. The thing is, the problem with this vaccine is distribution. Because this vaccine needs to be cooled. And I mean super cooled. At about a degree of negative 94. In order for the vaccine not to go to trash. And so... That's one of the problems that we will have to face when it comes to distributing this vaccine. Pfizer says that it's dealing with that issue and it's able to get trucks that's going to be able to cool the temperature of the vaccine at negative 94 degrees. It says that it's already made about one point, or rather it will have 1.3 billion doses available by 2021. But here comes another but. That does not mean 1.3 billion people will actually have the vaccine and be able to take it because it takes two shots of the vaccine for it to be effective in other words divide the number by two so 1.3 billion about 500 million people will be able to take this vaccine so with all of that being said we are at a conundrum of something that is very awesome and great to hear and because of this noon it actually sent a crazy rally in the stock market with stocks and investors moving out of pandemic resistant stocks like zoom and netflix and those stay-at-home type of stocks into stocks like cannibal cruise and all the airlines we saw a major bump a major rise in those industries as it's a sign of saying hey we might just be going back to normal sooner rather than later so on one hand it's good news on the other hand we just hope that they're able to come to terms and actually fulfill the things that they are promising right now remember i spoke earlier about the fact that unemployment is kind of getting lower we dropped all the way down to 6.9 percent from seven i think we're at eight percent last month so we're doing well the headline number is that we had it over we added over two six hundred and thirty eight thousand jobs in the month of october this is great news that we are adding jobs every single month as we are coming out of this pandemic slowly however and i hate to do this i hate to be the bearer of bad news when you look deeper into the box scores things are not that pretty things are not that good the problem is we have a mixture of people who have stopped looking for permanent roles who do not get counted in the unemployment numbers and we also have a group of people who have picked up part-time employment and they get classified as employed as well meaning that in reality our unemployment rate is a lot higher there are still over 10 million fewer jobs now than at the start of the pandemic the scarier part is that for the first time permanent job losses is exceeding temporary job cuts for the first time since the start of this pandemic it means that people who thought they were just going to be furloughed are now being completely fired 
people that, who thought that it was just going to be a short period of time and they'll be hired back in, they're not getting hired back in. The other problem is a lot of businesses are also starting to cut off a lot of things. We saw ESPN lay off a bunch of people. We've talked about the fact that Goldman Sachs had to lay off a bunch of people. We've talked about the fact that a lot of different businesses and a lot of different corporations are doing job cuts because they're saying, hey, we can run our organization on a leaner, leaner work crew. So we're seeing a culling going on in the work in the workspace. And so it's just something to keep in mind. And this is why I keep saying we need another fiscal package we need another stimulus package from the government because there are millions and millions and millions of people that need that aid that need that help we are one month away from this year ending and a lot of the things that i've been helping a lot of people with the uh what's it called moratorium the renters moratorium which eviction moratorium that basically helped a lot of people keep their homes and be able to stay where they are right now a lot of that is ending at the end of this year. Student loans, you're going to have to start paying interest on them things at the beginning of uh, of next year. So a lot of things are running out. We need more aid to ensure that people can survive this period. You can't bail out the top and not bail out the top, the bottom. You got to help both people to ensure that the economy comes out of this thing on the other side better for it. One other thing that I wanted to talk about before I get out of here and leave y'all to have a great and wonderful day or night whenever you listen to this, which I appreciate each and every single person that is choosing to listen to the sound of my voice. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to me each and every week. If this is your first time around this part, thank you. Hit that subscribe button and come back next week. We do a podcast episode every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesdays, we talk about personal finance, and Thursdays, we focus on business news to ensure to understand some of the things that are going on in our world and how that is affecting the dollars in your pocket. But anyway, let's get back on topic. One of the other things that I think a lot of people are being distracted on and not focusing enough of is ACA. Let's go back to the acronym. What does ACA mean? ACA stands for the Affordable Care Act, better known as the Obamacare Act. And with everybody focusing on Joe Biden winning the election and Trump making all kinds of noise that he actually won and the election was stolen from him and blah, 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 all that nonsense. Everybody has lost sight on Affordable Care Act actually going before the Supreme Court and might be overturned and might be overturned. Why is this a big deal? Well, this is a health legislator that a legislature that has been able to provide over 155 million people with health care, with 135 million of those people with pre-existing health conditions that were finally able to get affordable health care, hence the name of the bill. So this bill was very beneficial to, to most people. A lot of people benefited from this. So what exactly is the problem with actually helping people get insurance to cover their health costs? Well, the main fight is the fact that Republicans want the bill gone because they believe that it is unconstitutional because part of the bill is the fact that it charges people a tax if they choose not to have health care and it believes that nobody should be charged for making a decision for themselves. And, you know, to a degree, I agree with them for sure that, you know what, that's a little bit unconstitutional 
put in that tax in there. I understand why the tax was put in there. It was so that the they could fund it, so they could fund the Affordable Care Act, so that even if you don't participate in the group category for insurance, you at least pay your fair share to ensure that everybody gets affordable health care. However, again, we're Americans. It's very much we don't like being told what to do. We don't like being forced into doing everything, anything even though we agree to a lot of other terms and conditions on a lot of other things. But regardless, we don't like being told what we can and cannot do. The problem with my arguments with Republicans when they put that in there is in 2017, the Republican-led Senate actually zeroed out the tax penalty within the bill. In other words, if you choose to go without insurance, you're not going to be taxed on it. You're fine. It's all good. So my question becomes, so why do we still need to repeal it then? Like, what exactly is the big deal? And the thing is, a lot of people say, oh, it's because healthcare providers and insurers are actually bankrolling, bankrolling Republicans to push for for them not to be able to cover people. The problem with that idea is actually healthcare providers are benefiting from this. Yeah, don't tell anybody, but they're actually benefiting from the fact that more people are getting insurance. In other words, more people are paying premiums. In other words, more people who likely won't get that sick are taking advantage and paying them money for something that they probably will not use. So you know, insurance companies are actually on the benefiting side. So they actually don't want this repealed because they've worked this into their system in the last 10 years. And so they're looking at this and like, yo, we actually don't want this repealed. So I don't know what the benefit of repealing this is, except for the fact that there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people who will actually lose health care during a global pandemic where people actually need health care the most. So if somebody can explain to me the negative side of this, which the only the only thing that most people say about the negative side of the Affordable Care Act is, oh my God, my premiums are more expensive. Look, man, there's a lot of things that are more expensive because it's trying to do, do something for the greater community. To me, that's not really that much of a negative. To me, at least to me, it's not that much of a negative. If we have a healthier society, guess what happens when you have a healthier society? It means more people can work. Guess what happens where more people can work? It's called productivity. Guess what happens when more people are productive? It's called growth in GDP. Guess what happens when you have more growth in GDP? It's called more money in everybody's pockets. It's good all around. So I don't really get the negative side unless somebody can really, really explain to me why they see the Affordable Care Act as a negative thing. I don't get it. I truly, truly do not understand or get it at all. And I really appreciate somebody just hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram and we can have a dialogue on this. And you can hit me up at Kelechi Iwaba or at Rambly Mind Show on IG. But on Twitter, it's just at Kelechi Iwaba. Or you can send me an email at uh, Kelechi at RamblingMindShow.com. Or you can just go check out the website, RamblingMindShow.com. Hit me up. Let me know. Like, what is it about the Affordable Care Act that people despise and hate so much? That people feel like this is stupid and we shouldn't have it. I really want to understand it because I really don't. I really don't. The the articles that I've read about it on both sides, I'm not seeing it. I really, I'm not seeing the negatives. I'm, 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 I'm going to say like initially the implementation, there was a lot of stuff in there that was a little bit extra. But at where it is right now, I, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad of a system in my opinion. And that's just me. 
So let me know what you guys think. Let me know because I really think it's important. It's important that we have these discussions so that both parties can understand where they're coming from. And one day I would love to have somebody who's a contrarian to my ideas come on the show and talk about some of the news topics and just discuss because I really think we need to have more areas where we just have discourse about the things that we disagree on and we can end the episodes and end the things with we can agree to disagree because at the end of the day every single one of us want the same thing we want the betterment of humanity we want everybody to be well off and we just have different ways of approaching that goal <sighs> moving on from there let's talk about apple because apple refuses to stay out of our mouths apple has chosen that this year the year 2020 shall be the year of apple remember at the beginning of this year everybody was having 2020 visions and then the pandemic hit and then all those 2020 visions became blind well apple didn't have that blindness because apple has been seeing its whole course this entire year and they had another another keynote event and this time around they unveiled their apple silicon chips remember during their last event not nah, the two events before the last one my god they had so many events this year i'm just like oh my god oh my god but regardless they announced that they were going to start making their own chipsets for their computers and intel went and cried because it was like oh my god that's our main customer not their main customer but a big customer for intel regardless they unveiled three computers that will be running with apple silicon and you can actually go on apple's website and buy these things right now we don't know if their claims are true but knowing apple apple is very 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 specific about the things that they claim so it looks like those computers are going to be pretty impressive it's the new macbook air it's the new macbook 13 inch macbook pro and a new uh mac mini so uh it was pretty cool i watched the thing i heard what they were saying i just need to see the reviews and the comparisons before i can even say anything about it but if there's one thing that i do love about apple they know how to put on a show when i was listening to their earnings call oh my god it was the best earnings call that i have ever listened to their presentation the way that they talked about things they made me feel good about the things that they are doing as i invest my money in them and i don't know apple just has this allure and this weird sensation of being able to make you feel good about yourself it's just it, it is they just their branding is so good like the brand of apple is is undefeated is literally undefeated even when they had a bending iphone it was still like whatever we're apple we will fix it and we'll make it better and everybody will forget about it and everybody did forget about it it's just apple man they really know how to brand things but anyway the last thing that we're going to talk about today is singles day all the single ladies all the single ladies all the single ladies all the single ladies now put your hands up uh, nah that's not what we're talking about but in china they have something called singles day which happens every year on 11 11 which was yesterday as you guys know and it's basically like chinese version or alibaba's version of prime day where everything goes on sale and they have massive sales on everything the crazy thing is they even have sales on real estate think about that what if we all had a day when we could just go house shopping and it would be like 20 percent cheaper so instead of a house costing you uh two hundred thousand dollars it costs you one hundred and sixty thousand dollars that would be crazy but they have that in China. It's called Valentine's Day. Or, my bad. It's called Singles Day because it's supposed to be the antithesis of Valentine's Day. 
The only thing is when you compare Singles Day to Prime Day, Prime Day kind of gets smoked. Prime Day gets owned. And as of this morning alone, I'm recording this on Wednesday. So as of the morning of Wednesday, they had already had over $56 billion spent on Singles Day. Compare that to Prime Day total. Prime Day's total was $10.4 billion. Total! $10.4 billion! Compare that to $56 billion! My God! There's a lot of people in China. So, you know, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to know. Singles Day blows Prime Day way out of the water. But again, that's because you have billions of people in China and you have millions of people in the United States. But Prime Day was still pretty big. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all in this episode. We started off, we talked about the fact that we have a new president in town. We talked about the fact that we had the highest voter turnout in all of history. 70%. It's crazy. Over 150 million votes. Then we talked about how the stock market loves a divided government, but a divided government is not necessarily always a great thing. Then we talked about the fact that the virus is spreading crazy high in the United States right now, but we had good news. Pfizer has a vaccine, but that came with a lot of asterisks on the side. And then we talked about unemployment and where it's at right now and how some numbers are hidden and not showing the full picture. And you got to dive in deeper rather than just reading the headline number. Then we talked about the Affordable Care Act and how that is in the courts right now. The good news on that side is Amy Cody Barrett and uh, Jeff Kavanaugh have insinuated, it doesn't mean that they won't end up repealing it, but they've insinuated that they may not repeal it at all, which will be wonderful. If they repeal it, my heart will be broken because that's a lot of people that will be affected a lot heavily by this pandemic. Then we talked about Apple because they refuse to stay out of our mouths. Then we touched a single day because for people like me who are forever alone, we got to celebrate something. And the way that we do that apparently is to go shopping. So those were the things that we talked about in this podcast episode. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And once again, I just want to say thank you to each and every single one of y'all that are listening to the Rambling Mind podcast. If you got any value from this podcast, please let me know by leaving a review on any of the podcast listening platforms that you may be listening to this on. It is very much appreciated. I would like to know of ways that I can improve the podcast. And if there's anything that you want me to cover from episode to episode, please hit me up on all social media sites. On Twitter, it is at Kalechi Waba. On Instagram, it is at Rambling Mind Show. And of course, you can also email me at ramblingmindshow at gmail.com or at Kalechi at ramblingmindshow.com. Or you can go just go check out the website and you can contact me directly at ramblingmindshow.com. Well, thank you to each and every single one of y'all for listening to this podcast. I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.